just going to skip the warm-up because I have nothing to say about this movie. Hello, citizens. Welcome to SMS 38, The Cotton Club. Nick Cage cast 19, I want to say. I'm pretty sure it's 19. I don't prepare for these at all. So, uh, fuck it. I'm just going to get into this. So let's just start off, off the bat, say I'm wearing this shirt for a reason. Not just because I love this shirt and I love these movies and I love these characters. But because I originally planned to do The Cotton Club for episode 3 of Nick Cage cast back in July of 2016. Instead, I did Trapped in Paradise, which I still regret because that I used to love that movie. And now I realize as, as an adult, I don't love that movie. I think it's kind of stupid. I won't say it's terrible. I would just say, eh, it's not that fun. It's not that fun of a movie. So I wore today's shirt to kind of capture the spirit of episode three, capture the 2016 days, you know, middle of 2016. I was a young woman back then with a bright future. And here I am, a dirty old man watching The Cotton Club from 1984, the year I was born. The year of Ghostbuster, my, one of my favorite movies. Clearly, I don't know if you can see that in shot or not, but constantly have a Ghostbuster reference in every episode of SMS. Pay attention. Every episode of NCC contains at least one Ghostbusters reference. And I apologize for saying Ghostbuster a second ago. That was this improv panic. I apologize. Obviously, I know it's called Ghostbusters. Episode one, The Trust. Episode two, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Episode three, Trapped in Paradise. Episode 4, City of Angels. Episode 5, Pay the Ghost. Episode 6, Zandalay. Episode 7, Industrial Symphony Number no. 1, The Dream of the Brokenhearted. Episode 8, USS Indianapolis, Men of Karagi. Episode 9, The Wicker Man. Episode 10, National Treasure 1 and 2. Episode 11, Con Air. Episode 12, Face Off. Episode 13, Mom and Dad. Episode 14, Left Behind. I'm sorry about the nudity. Episode 15, Guarding Tess. Episode 16 is a bit different. It's a Redux episode of Mom and Dad. It was not recorded at LAW Studios, and it wasn't actually meant to be an NCC episode. It was actually just a Loitering Wonderland episode that I Frankenstein into a Nick Cage cast. Sorry about that. No Ghostbusters reference. Episode 17, Joe vs. Mandy. This one's a bit obvious. Episode 18, Vengeance, a love story. Episode 19, The Cotton Club. So, uh, fucking, let's just move on. I, this is going to be the shortest episode of SMS uh, NCC. Uh, it's starting to sound like a CSI on NBC type of thing. I don't know. But Cotton Club, I watched this movie before a long time ago. I want to say 15, 20 years ago. Maybe I was in high school, so maybe not that long ago. But it was a while ago. And I I was like, eh. And then I watched it again a few days ago. And I was like, eh. But I was a little more angry. Because I was like, eh. Oh, that's almost a good... Oh, I fucking hate this section of movie. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, no, it's done. So it was, a, it was a roller coaster, a real roller coaster. This movie is very misguided. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. As, as you might know, directed uh, such classics as uh, Dracula. What else did he direct? I feel like he directed something else that was known. Oh, man. Uh, he, he's directed he's, a lot of stuff. I feel like... Go throw an IMDb search in there. He's Nick Cage's uncle. That's what he's best known for. But he's directed a lot of good movies, obviously. I don't have to say him here. But he, he's also a winemaker. And his wine tastes as good as this movie looked. It, it was garbage. It was garbage. I, I don't hate this entire movie. Overall, overall, as you combine everything together, I'm like, okay, that was all right. It's, it's, it's a movie. It's not a, it didn't bother me. But there's certain scenes in large sections of time where I'm like, fucking end. But we're not here to talk about the movie. We're here to talk about the Nick Cage in the movie. So this is going to be a very short episode. So where'd you get this money? For the legit job? Well, I do business. 
You do business. Yeah, I'm like Jesse James. Jesse James. Basic plot. Let's just get this shit out of the way. Richard Gere is a some sort of musician. I forget what his instrument was. I'm not even going to attempt to guess. And he played his own instrument in the movie. And he f is starts to work for this gangster, James James Reborn. James Re Reborn? James Reborn? James has been reborn. Dexter's dad. He plays he plays for Dexter's dad. Back when you used to just hire a guy to play play music at your house. That was just a thing. And James Reborn uh, Re Reborn Reborn? James Reborn. Dexter's dad is in that scene. And he's like, yeah. Fucking yeah. He's not bad, huh? He's not bad for a white kid, huh? Yeah, but we're not gonna go too much in the detail in this movie because I don't have nothing. I have nothing else to say about it, really. But he starts to fuck Diane Lane, who I don't blame him for fucking back then. Good God, even now, good God. But she is this crazy like flapper girl, and she's only fucking uh, the gangster to get her own club. And obviously, shouldn't she shouldn't be fucking Richard Gere? I don't know if she has access to gerbils. I don't know that or not. But I, overall, just she shouldn't be fucking him because she belongs to a gangster. Uh, Richard Gere's brother is the illustrious Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage, and I wanted to say he only got these parts in his early movies like this and Rumblefish because of nepotism, because his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola, director of such great classics like Dracula, and but I was like watching him, I'm like, no, no, he's actually good. This is, this is actually one time nepotism actually was right because it led to things like, you know, Vampire's Kiss, a classic Vampire's Kiss, and like the other great Cage movies, like Next. And I'm sure he has other movies that are good and well-known too, but um, he's been around a while, this Nick Cage guy. I don't know if you've noticed or not. Done quite a few movies. Taxes don't pay themselves, turns out. You have to pay them on your own. Otherwise, you'll be doing... 55 movies in Bulgaria over the next five years to pay them off. Anyway, so Nick Cage is his younger brother. I'm, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to focus on the Nick Cage aspect of this. I'm not going to talk about the goddamn plot. Richard Gere wants to fuck her. He goes and writes movie, Hollywood movies, comes back and keeps skipping, or jumping forward in time. He keeps fucking that girl, Diane Lane. James Reborn gets really fucking mad. Uh, and then you know, Dexter's dad. I forget how you say his name. I don't know why it's blanking on it right now, but... He fucks her over years, and then at one time, it, like he comes back, and he's she's like, "I'm 20 years old," and I'm like, "Wait, you were 16 when you guys first started phone?" I'm like, "Oh God, that's creepy, real creepy, real weird." See, that wasn't very hard, was it? <laughs> come on, there. I really like the way you play the trumpet. You sounded like Gabriel. It's a cool neck. Gabriel plays the sax. Now you're right. Well, whatever it is, don't go home with it, okay? Stay here with me. How'd you get out so fast, so easy, huh? Movie star, you got it all. Me? What about you? You're this famous celebrity, now you got your own club. Little girl's not even 20 yet. Yeah, look what she had to do to get it. Great cast in this movie, gone the waste. But he keeps, Richard Gere comes back, writes movies, and then in the end, everyone dies, and then Richard Gere and Diane Lane have like, go away in a, in a train, and they cut to like a weird movie thing because he makes movies. I don't know, it was interesting at least, but it was like, I had to rewind three times, and I'm like, so did they? I guess this happened, okay, <laughs> I'll accept it. 
There's a weird fantasy element at the very, very, very end. Literally the last shots of the movie are this weird stage play fantasy. And the rest of the movie didn't have any of that. Overall, lots and lots of long scenes of people tap dancing. Or singing. Or playing piano. I'm sorry I freaked you out. I probably shouldn't have done that. That was a bad idea. But uh, they probably thought I was having like a fucking seizure right there. And I felt like I was during the movie. But Nick Cage. Fuck it. Movie's over. Let's just talk about Nick Cage. He... Richard Gere meets him at their mom's house. He surprises the mom with Richard Gere. That's one scene he's in. He's in another scene where he goes to work for James Rebhorn, Reborn, Dexter's dad. There's that scene. There's another scene where he's in the back of a car shot and saying like, oh, I got a nasty virus, or whatever the fuck he makes up. He makes up a story. Can't go to a hospital, I know. Because I'll find out. Jesus Christ, kid. What? What happened? It's just a graze. And then the next scene he's in, I think, is when they are driving around or something like that. Maybe I'm making that one up. Maybe I'm just trying to fill cage scenes. The next scene is when he goes and tries to gain points or money for take, you know, helping Dexter's dad take over his territory. And he's asking for money. And he, he gives him like $100, $200 in his hat. He's like, this is, shit's not over. And he leaves. The next scene, he kidnaps this guy for money as one does for kidnapping four. And then they give the guy back and he's all has his lather on there. And he's just like, I don't think he's wearing a shirt. See this, see the papers today? Yeah, this town's Al Capone. That's pretty good, isn't it? Huh? They got Chicago shooters coming in to get me. I'm the heavyweight now. I ain't got no heavyweights no more. I'm a tough guy now. And the next scene, he's walking around outside thinking he's gonna get assassinated because his partner got assassinated for, for kidnapping the guy. And then the next scene he's in, an hour and a half into the movie, he gets shot in a, in a phone booth. And I'm sitting here, I'm dumb enough where I'm sitting there watching going, oh, he'll be in the movie, he'll be back, he'll, he'll come back. <laughs> and I realize he's not coming back, he's gone, I gotta let it go, it's over, shit's not coming back, my, my world is, is done. And I really debated, I don't like this movie that much, I'm gonna shut it off. And I mentioned in the last episode, the Vengeance one, I don't do that. And proof here, because I didn't shut off Vengeance, and further proof, or proof there, I didn't shut off Vengeance. Proof here, I didn't shut this movie off. Instead, I was like, ugh, I went into the other room, and I kind of, you know, started doing dishes, and I was on, and I was kind of watching it. And I was like, ah, fuck it. A couple minutes later, I came back in, and I was like, it's still on, and I'm like, ugh. And I realized I liked the movie, I liked the last half hour of the movie the most out of the rest of the movie, and Nick Cage was not in it, and that was disappointing. Nick Cage didn't have a lot of scenes. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. He was in another scene I forgot about where he drops many an N-bomb in a nightclub. This is a very racist movie. It's just a graze. A graze from what? I fight niggas. <laughs> the niggas, the Harlem niggas. I always picture the actor in the scene surrounded by like 15 black people like pretend to be waiters. Like, yes sir, yes sir. Oh, quite good sir, quite good, yes. And then being like, this is fucking like saying the most racist shit. I'm not going to say that. I don't care. Uh, I just don't want to do it right now. 
there's even a lot of black people in either rooms here. I don't know. This house is full of kidnapped people watching movies. I don't want to. I don't know who's in there. Um, not that I'm scared of them. Oh God. Oh God. Cut to something else. Cut to something else. Bail me out. Got your kid brother on my payroll. Yeah, he was telling me about yeah. it. We got a few too many Jews around here. We well, need yeah. some Irishmen to keep Since a balance. When? Not too many, if you don't mind. I like these tough mix. But I just feel weird saying horribly racist shit in front of an actor who has to sit there and act like they were their ancestors. Uh, he's so awkward. Like, uh, Michael Fassbender in 12 Years a Slave just has to be a fucking monster. And you know after it, he's like, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I hate that I have to do this, man. I'm sorry. Let me help you. You want a coke? You want a coke? I'll get you a coke. Yeah, let's go get. Let's get. Let's go. Anything I can do for you, man. It's got a like not white guilt, but like holy shit, it sucks when you have to be that big of a prick to someone and you're not that. Like if he was a prick in real life, he'd be like, cut. Fuck you. I don't cut for shit. I cut your back is what I do, motherfucker. Like that would be something a horrible person would do. So I would just be like, say, I'm before I would do a take, I'd be like. So I'm going to say a certain word several times in a row right here. I need you to take that well. Can you do that for me? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Action. Wow, these fucking, yeah, these people, these, these goddamn people who have darker complexion than we do. Oh, man. Cut. What? Why? You need me to say the word? Okay. <laughs> Let's say the word several times at this guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna bail on the movie. I'm not gonna do it. No. Go ahead, voiceover. I'll do fucking Sesame Street dialogue. Like I'm a fucking puppet. You fill in whatever racist shit you want to throw in there, Mr. Director Man, Mr. I directed. Well, not yet. You haven't directed Dracula. Oh, I guess you did Apocalypse. Wow. Oh, so great, Mr. FCC. Great. You want to. FCC, but ironically, you want me to say the horrible shit. You're not going to censor me. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, talked yourself into a hole there, didn't you? <laughs> uh, I don't want to do this scene anymore. I'm sorry. So I would feel weird, I guess, is that was the point of that little skit. I, I don't know how I would handle it. But Nick Cage, I like this character in the movie enough. He has a weird little voice. He kind of does a, too much of a Bronxy thing. I don't know. I don't know. I like that he was trying to become a gangster and trying to overthrow his boss. That was interesting. And then he gets killed way too early into the movie, even though he's barely in it. And I was like, oh yeah, he's still in the movie every time I saw him. Overall, the movie bothered me for several reasons. I'll do this real quick and we'll get the fuck out of here. It was too all the fuck over the place. Too many scenes where they're just watching people dance or sing or play music. Too many uh, disconnected stories. Gregory Hines had probably my favorite part of the movie. Him and his brother and him and his girlfriend. Trying to overcome racism. Trying to patch up his brother's relationship. But the problem is none of those scenes of Gregory Hines tied in with the rest of the movie. So really what you have is the movie and then Gregory Hines scenes like kind of wove in and they don't ever really intersect with the rest of the story. And I cared more about that than I did the rest of the actual movie, what the movie's about. The movie felt like he was trying to go, you know what? I need, a, I need a movie to do. Then what do you hire me for something that's not The Godfather? Fuck it. I'll do a gangster picture. And I'm going to do everything I didn't do about gangsters in, in The Godfather. I'm not going to give you anything from The Godfather. Uh, if I do have action with machine guns and Tommy guns, it's going to be over, with swirling newspapers and a guy like shooting like, it looks like fucking like fireworks are going off instead of a gunfire. It's, like, it's so fucking bad looking. No. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just like nothing that was in The Godfather is in this movie. It's everything that he cut from a gangster's life from The Godfather is like thrown in here. And if it's like so jazzy and stuff, I get what he was going for. I just personally don't like it. I get why someone would like it. If they like this era, they like the jazz part of it. They like the the Harlem stuff in there. And I'm not saying I don't like it because it's about Harlem. Or, oh my God, go to something else. Cut to something else. So, I, uh, the movie's okay. Nick Cage is good in it. I guess I'll throw my rankings up here right now. Update the rankings, the two the two rankings. It's hard to judge him because he's barely in the fucking movie. Barely in the picture. He's barely in the picture. Yes. Talk about Danny. Like an old jazz guy. I just... I wish he was in it a lot more. He was in Vengeance more. But... The movie was about him in that. He, this movie's not about him. He's barely in it. He might be one of the better parts of it. Richard Gere's fine. Everyone's fine. The movie's fine. It's kind of boring. Just like this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's get the fuck out of here. So, until next time. And in the meantime. Why am I doing this? I'm Phoenix West. Go to these little links here that are scrolling across my face. Uh, go there. Click on those things. I don't know if they're on my face yet. I haven't timed this out or anything. I just assume I'm going to fix that in editing so that the words are crawling slowly across my face right now. Yeah. Ooh, what's this one? What's this one? Oh, yeah. Go there. Donate. Donate to this shit. Oh, fuck. What's going on? Go. So long, citizens. So long, Nick Cage. Please let me out. <laughs> so long. Please don't kill me in a phone booth like you died in this movie way too early. Thanks a lot. We done? You get the you get the scene, Francis? Okay, you got it? Yeah. Any more? The niggas. The niggas. I'm not doing this. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm out of your movie. Sorry. I can't do this to this poor guy. This poor this poor extra. Sit there and say racist shit to him. Fuck off.